You're listening to Quest for Love, a podcast for smart, successful women who want to stop attracting the same kind of men over and over so they can finally have the love they want and deserve. Whether your status is single, dating, or it's complicated, this podcast is exactly what you need to take your love and life to the next level. And now, here's your host, love and life coach, Melissa Snow. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Quest for Love, episode number 10. I am your host, Melissa Snow, love and life coach, and I am so excited for today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about red flags, and I'm really excited for this episode because red flags are one of the things that I'm asked about most often. Women always want to know, he did this. Is it a red flag or why did I miss the red flags in my past relationships? Or my friend thinks this is a red flag, but I'm not really sure. So in today's episode, we're going to cover how to spot red flags, how to know if something is really a red flag or just a quirk, and what to do when you do spot a red flag. Now, before we dive in, I want to talk a little bit about trust, because trust is actually a huge factor when it comes to red flags. So this includes trusting yourself and your own gut to know what is a serious problem and what isn't, but it also includes your ability to trust someone else. If you have trust issues that need to be worked out before you can be successful in a healthy relationship, then you might find yourself constantly looking for red flags very early on. This happens most often with women who've had relationships in the past where the man seemed great at first, and it wasn't until much later that they realized that he was actually mean and manipulative and controlling. If you haven't completely healed from a relationship like that, you are likely to go into your future relationships feeling a lot of doubt and skepticism and mistrust. And as a result, you're going to overanalyze everything that the new guy says and does and everything that he doesn't say and do. You're going to be really filtering everything through this lens of men can't be trusted or what you see isn't really what you get. And things are probably going to be really complicated in your mind and in your relationship really early on. On the other hand, I see so many women posting in these Facebook groups I'm in asking about certain scenarios and wanting to know if other women think that these are red flags simply because they don't trust themselves. And this is actually a really common problem, and it doesn't mean anything terrible about you. What it means is that you've probably had some relationships in the past where you thought that you knew what was going on and you ended up being wrong. You believed that he was an honest and faithful man, but then you found out he was cheating. You believed him when he said that he wanted to be with you forever, but then he left you. Or you thought you really knew him, but then he started acting like someone else. If any of this sounds familiar to you, you've got some work to do, but I want to offer you this. What happened in your past relationship is not a problem anymore. That relationship is over. What is a problem is this story that you keep telling yourself about it, that what happened was your fault, that you should have known better, that you were stupid, that your BS meter is broken, that you're incapable of making decisions in relationships. None of these stories are actually true. They're just thoughts you have in your brain that you've probably been thinking for so long that you don't even notice that they're there. And these thoughts are keeping you stuck and stopping you from moving forward to the life and the love that you really want. 
What happened in the past means everything about him and nothing about you unless you decide that it does. And it sure as heck doesn't mean anything about the next guy. So make sure that you're able to go into a new relationship without holding what your ex did against your new man. Now, All that being said, there really are red flags in relationships, but part of the reason that this gets so confusing is because what might be a red flag for one person isn't a red flag to someone else. For example, I see people in these Facebook groups all the time asking things like, I've noticed that sometimes he doesn't call me for three to four days in a row. Is this a red flag? And the responses range anywhere from, oh my gosh, yes, run as fast as you can, to no, that's not a big deal. You just need to chill out. That's because we all have different past experiences, different thoughts, different values, and different boundaries. So one of the first things that I do with my one-on-one clients is to help them get really clear about their values. And there's several reasons for this. First, it's helped us to see why their past relationships didn't work out. I can't tell you how many times I discover that someone's number one value is education and her ex didn't graduate from high school, or her number one value is humor and her ex didn't think that she was funny. The other reason that knowing your values is so important is because it makes your future decisions so much easier. If you're considering taking a different job, you can ask yourself, how does the new job line up with my values? Struggling with a friendship that may have run its course, how does that friendship match up with your values? The same is true for identifying red flags. If you're wondering if something is a red flag, you can compare what's happening in your relationship to your top values, and there's your answer. I also help my clients get really clear on what their boundaries are, and there's lots of reasons for this too. Knowing your boundaries, or what I sometimes refer to as negotiables and non-negotiables, makes it so much easier to decide what is a red flag and what isn't, and how long you're willing to put up with it. For example, if one of my non-negotiables is that the person I'm in a relationship with has to love my dog, it might be a red flag to me if he comes over and completely ignores her, or asks me to put her outside, or even worse, is just outright mean to her. And if one of my non-negotiables is honesty, then it might raise a red flag if he lies about something small, even if it doesn't seem significant at the time. So knowing yourself, trusting yourself, and being crystal clear on your values and your boundaries will always make it easier for you to spot red flags without questioning if you're overreacting or being irrational. Now, that being said, there are a few things that I consider to be universal red flags. Of course, there are the more obvious red flags that fall into this category. If he's abusive towards you in any way, if he cheats on you, if he physically hurts you, if he's mean to your children, all of these tend to be widely accepted as red flags, but there are also some more subtle ones that you want to watch out for most of the time. So if you haven't listened to my episode on emotionally unavailable men, you definitely want to go back and check that one out. I'll link it up in the show notes, but we talk about lots of red flags in that one that might be an indicator that the man you're dating is emotionally unavailable. Some of the red flags we talk about in that episode are things like they don't want to label your relationship even after you've been dating for a few months, or you never see yourself on their social media accounts even after a few months. Another red flag that you want to watch out for is if your friends and family really don't like the person that you're dating. If the people that know you the best don't like your partner, it's a pretty obvious red flag. 
Because sometimes when you're in the relationship, you can get blinded and only see what you want to see because you're so in love or infatuated or whatever you are. But if your friends and family who are outside of the situation looking in really don't like your partner, you need to at least have a conversation with them and try to understand why. It's really common that people outside of your relationship are able to see things that you will never see from inside your relationship. And along these same lines, it can be a red flag if you find yourself frequently having to apologize or make excuses for your partner. If you have to go back to your friends the day after you guys hang out and say, gosh, I'm sorry he was so rude to you. He was having a really bad day or he's got a lot going on right now, but he's usually a really nice person. That can be a red flag. I also like to look at the way that you and your partner communicate and see if there's red flags there. A lot of times people have a hard time talking about issues or expressing how they feel, and that's not always a red flag, but it can cause someone to be emotionally distant and leave you hanging and feeling like you have to handle a situation on your own without any backup or support. And along those same lines, I like to look at the way that couples handle conflict for red flags. If your partner is unable to apologize or take accountability or responsibility for the part that he played in conflicts, if he handles it in an irresponsible or immature manner, if he's not able to have a serious conversation about it and just tries to like brush it off or make jokes about it, if he gives you the silent treatment, if he becomes really aggressive or or um, overly controlling when you have conflicts, all of those can also be red flags. And finally, I would look at the reasons that your partner and you, for that matter, are getting into a relationship. We talked about this a little bit on the last episode too. If the relationship is built on either one of your needs to feel needed, that can be a red flag. If your partner wants to make you dependent on him, if he needs you in order to feel secure and satisfied, if this keeps you from growing as an individual or even as a couple, that can definitely be a sign of a red flag. Now, this is not an all-encompassing list, and a quick Google search of red flags in relationships will help you to come up with a whole bunch of other examples. But just remember that just because something is a red flag to one person doesn't necessarily mean that it's a red flag to another person. And here's the other thing. I want to talk a little bit about what you should do when you identify a red flag. Because most women that I talk to think that if you notice a red flag in your relationship, that means you should end the relationship. Sometimes this is true, but it's not necessarily always the case. Depending on what the red flag is and the severity of the situation, there are other alternatives. So here are some things I suggest. First, you want to check it out. Figure out what's going on. Open communication is crucial in any relationship, and I encourage you to start a conversation with your significant other about what you see as a red flag. To go back to the example I used earlier, it may seem like a red flag to you that he sometimes goes three to four days without calling you, but if you ask him about it, you might find that he has a reason that has nothing to do with you or how he feels about you. You might discover that sometimes he struggles with depression and tends to isolate during those times. You might learn that he's more of an introvert than you thought, and he sometimes needs space alone in order to regroup. 
Whatever it is, if you approach the situation with an open mind, seeking to understand where he's coming from, you may find the situation is not what you initially thought and isn't even a red flag at all. You also want to be able to ask for what you need and be open to compromise. Remember that you have just as much of a right to be heard and understood as he does. So yeah, it's important for you to see where he's coming from, but you also want to ask for what you need so that he has a chance to change and so that your resentment doesn't build. So in the example from before, if you understand and are okay with his reasons for not contacting you for three to four days, but still feel like you need something more, you could ask him to just let you know that he's not in the mood to talk rather than just leaving you hanging. Or ask him if during that time you could come over and watch a movie, but not have any sort of deep conversations. When my fiance and I had been dating for about six months, he told me that he'd had lunch with his ex-wife a few days earlier. To most people, that would be a red flag, but I was able to check it out with him to have open communication with him about why he did that and why it seemed like an important thing for him to do. And I was able to say to him, listen, I understand, I get it, but I'm going to be a lot more comfortable with it if you tell me beforehand rather than after the fact. So check it out and be able to ask for what you need and be open to compromise. But also, if you ask for what you need and are open to compromise and you still don't get what you need and what you're asking for, that also can be a red flag. So the bottom line is this. We talk all the time on this podcast about doing what it takes to be a happy, healthy, and whole person. When you do that work, you will be so much better at trusting yourself, trusting your gut, analyzing situations, being able to separate out the story from the fact, being able to communicate your needs and understand where the other person is coming from. And it's going to be so much more obvious to you what is a red flag and exactly how you should and want to handle it. If you guys still have questions about red flags, if there's anything that I've talked about that you don't get or don't agree with or are wondering about, I would love to hear from you in my email. I always link my email address up in the show notes and you guys are always more than welcome to reach out to me. Until next week, remember the quest for love starts with you. Thanks for listening to Quest for Love. If you like what you hear, be sure to leave us a review and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. For more information about how you can work one-on-one with Melissa, check out melissamsnow.com or questforlovepodcast.com. Until the next episode.